0: like a curiosity, um, some use the term exotic, and they're not quite sure where we are, where we come from, but um, it can be frustrating having that continual questioning as to who you are. Um, strangely enough, I've had it standing at bus stops, people come up and say, oh, where are you from? I'm oh, from Ipswich. No, no, where, where are you really from? And um, some people just thrown in random things, saying, oh, are you Iranian? Uh, what's it? Um, I used to get lots of, um, thinking I was Spanish, especially when I was in America, um, with a large Hispanic population, people come to me and start speaking to me in Spanish, thinking that I could respond to that. So, yeah, there's a lot of um, people trying to put you in boxes, and instead of just accepting you as who you are, they're already trying to label you and trying to put you in a category. So, growing up mixed race, you kind of... When you've had that pushed on you so much, it does kind of make you question your own identity, I think, and it does it does make things difficult, I think.
1: What what you say? Question your own identity, and and to go to your your tweet, you said, you answered back. I responded, "Mixed race," and so what is mixed about mixed race?
0: It's, is exactly that, that's that's the thing that's. Uh i mean you and I, I think we're similar kind of kind of age and uh, i remember as a child uh, the term which was thrown around was um, was half caste which is actually a, a derogatory term i mean you look at it now you look at the the background where it came from india it was almost saying that one race was more dominant than the other and uh it's yeah the the, the history of that term is is not great but it, it was commonly used all the while and um yeah it's just we continue having these different labels labels for honest, but uh, I mean my, my self identity I see myself as 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 dual heritage. I embrace the fact that my mother is white English, my father um, is uh, Jamaican, but I was also brought up my my adopted father was um, was anglo Indian, so I grew up in a house with that kind of influence as well so i 'm aware of all the different influences which make me who I am as a person and um yeah, I also see myself as a dual heritage person being part of the black community within Ipswich. And um, the racists which send me lovely hate mail and make comments at me in the, in the street, they see me as a, something to direct that racism at. So we're not exempt or don't escape racism. Some people seem to think because we're um, because we're, we're mixed heritage that we get free pass from this, these things which are happening, but we, we don't. Sometimes we have the the awful position of um, of getting it from all angles as if some people feeling that we're not black enough to experience or understand racism and whether it's something that we we do face on a on a regular basis
1: not black enough i i feel that <laughs> I've had that i i'm, I'm gonna again everything's going to be kind of relatable with with what you're saying this identity of people kind of like picking it what are you again? what do you look like? You know, um, how you you can't possibly know how I feel. You know, you don't get it. And it's really, it really hurts. It hurts because they don't know the struggle. And when you are in the middle of a dual heritage and people say mixed race, let's talk about um, dual heritage. Um, I call it... <laughs> born, I put the birth, Project Birth, born into racism through hope. No one, they have these children, no one expects these children to go through what we're going through. Um And we're then told how we should be, or you're black. No. Yeah, but the words and the stigma that comes around, yeah, but you're not as dark as them, though. Uh, your hair's different. Yeah, but you look... Well, you look Spanish. You look... Th- anything but black. It doesn't matter...
2: Yeah.
1: ...where you... you, you what, ...where you stand. And I... And it's like piggy in the middle, sometimes. Because the love of your parents... ...is teaching you the love of your parents. And to love everything about every ...where they're from... ...what, what their heritage is, is about teaching that. But unfortunately... There comes a claim to birthright. And this is where the protection comes into it within the community is, listen, I need to teach you about racism. I need you to talk about the indifferences and what you will experience. And it's a shame that we have to teach our children so young, but nobody teaches what it's like for a mixed-race child in the middle it's black let's talk about black lives matter and when black lives matter goes you're then ripped like this in the middle hold on a
0: minute i mean it's, it's very much i feel that um a lot of the understanding that we have around race and racial identity almost feels like it's adopted from the american understanding and over there, um, you had the, the the one drop wall where anyone who had any kind of colour in him was, was perceived as black. And, I mean, when we look at um, Barack Obama, for example, who's dual heritage, we see him as the black president of the United States. Um, when you look at Halle Berry, the Academy Award-winning actress, the black Academy Award-winning actress, but she's actually dual heritage. So um, I think a lot of it also stems from how other people perceive us as well. And as I've said, I mean... The racist and the racist abuse that we receive, we receive as black people. We are part of the, the black community. But I remember when, when I was a, a child, um, my mother, bless her, she, um, I mean, I grew up in the 70s and 80s, and um, she told me, um, you would have the best of both worlds. And I remember thinking, yeah. And then the very next moment, I remember asking this, um, this girl to the school disco. Uh, she was a, a white girl. And she turned around to me and she said, oh, I can't. My parents don't like your sort. And for me, that that was a kick in the stomach. And I remember going home, part of my mum saying, we don't have the best of both worlds. <laughs> because it was a hard reality. Well, I have early memories as a child of um of a racist graffiti on the wall outside of the house where I grew up. So racism was rammed just rammed down our throats from a very young age. Like you said, we don't get a chance to avoid that. We don't get the luxury of sitting there and saying, hmm, when should I talk to my child about this horrible thing? It's, it's shoved on us. It's, it's shoved on us from a... A young age, and uh, it's something that we learn to understand and face very quickly. Unfortunately,
1: I think you know. I've dated. <laughs> Isn't this funny? I've dated outside my race. <laughs> I don't have a race. <laughs> I, and that's the that's the thing about it. The beauty of it is the experience that you have with different culture. It is the experience that you are having with the different culture, what is the tug, um, how everybody seems to think that you should be living like them, or you should be living like them, or you don't belong. And the indifference causes pain, depression, oppression, uh, suicide, and then rates are high. and the And to be torn into a world, I feel that when you are of dual heritage, regardless, you don't need to be born to a white mother or a black father. You could be born into different... You see, this is like race wars, isn't it? It's is like turf wars and postcode wars. And it's just about a claim to identity and, and who should be better than somebody else with the understanding. And it's territory, ter- territorial, it becomes territorial as well. How do we, how do you teach people what it feels like to be torn in the middle of two worlds?
0: It, it is, um, I think that we do have a, a unique life experience from being dual heritage, but also I feel that the, the best way to learn is through understanding other cultures and understanding other, other people. I was really fortunate that when I grew up, my, my circle of friends was made up of people. Well, we used to joke and say we were United Colors of Benetton because we had, like, Italian, uh, someone of um, Vietnamese origin, uh, white, black, uh, dual heritage. We were all together, and we, we all got to learn about each other's families and each other's cultures, and I'm really glad I had that growing up. And my son, um, when he went to university, he met people from different countries, different backgrounds, and it really broadened his horizons. And, and that's what I want people to do. We shouldn't be too insular. Um, it's important that we, we stand up and work with our community. We do what's best to help our community, because we do face certain issues. But we need to understand other communities and work and, and spend time with other communities. That's how you break down barriers. A lot of, a lot of racism is from fear and ignorance. And so by breaking down that that fear and and foster and understanding it is how we overcome a lot of this stuff, so we need to to make sure that we work together that's the that's the important. thing, work together, work with other people
1: when, when you're right on that and when 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 um the Black Lives Matter event kicked off with the George floyd um I felt there were so many mixed messages within that. It was like, wow, people are coming together, but then you, I questioned why did they come together, and then I and I looked at the, who was there and who isn't there, and what where the stigma is like. Well, I'm not going because Black Lives Matter is run by somebody else or run by somebody else, and so all of these people that are saying, look, we're standing up for what is cruel behavior against what is cruel behavior. Um, standing up for unkind behavior that is affecting one of them and i think people are too honed in on labels rather than what humanity feels and what they're going through and how they can make a difference it's all of these labels are you mixed race are you half-caste are you are you all the names that i've ever had and here we go with the bame now change the name we don't want BAME anymore. We want to change their name. Change the name to what? Do we not get a say so in this? We are not guinea pigs. We are human. If you want equality, then just say humanity. Simple. But what's going on here is that all of these subliminal messages are, are causing a stir again, more and more, but they're coming at different angles. Okay, we'll, we'll, we won't call them BAME anymore. Well, I've changed the name to that full stop. Beautiful, amazing, motivated, entrepreneurs, all right? Because that's the way I accept it rather than putting people in a tick box all the time. Um, how do you feel about BAME? I want to answer that question to all of you, please. Um, how do you yeah. feel about that BAME
0: name? For me, for me, it's um, I see it as a problematic term. Um, being in, in my my official capacity, different things that I've done. As you said, I'm quite active on social media. I share a lot of stuff and I've been called out rightly for using the term in the past, but I used it because it was an accepted category as such. But it is problematic because I think the issue is that we find um, sometimes it's a get out clause for a company to say they've reached their diversity chapter by, by doing that, by having BAME. But sometimes, because... It's trying to lump everything together. Certain groups will will slip through the the net as such. I mean, you look at the the current um, cabinet, uh, Boris Johnson come out there and say, we've got a a BME representative cabinet, but it's made up of people of Asian descent. There's no real black representation within that that cabinet. Um, So it's it's making that statement, but the reality is different. It's it's skewed things. So I think it misrepresents, but... Um, ideally, in an ideal world, um, I've heard the saying that labels are for clothes, not people. And ideally, it would be great for us all to be individuals. But while there's still prejudice and racism out there, we need some way of being able to keep on top and monitor that monitor that, so that we know what's, what's happening. Because otherwise, people are just going to, like we've seen with the race report, just going to come out and say, it's not a problem anymore. It doesn't exist. Everything's great. Perfect. Well, we know
1: that. Seriously, Thinking about the aspects of the agenda within that um, if you take away that term you're saying that there is no um what's the word I'm looking for? They say that what's the word? They say I'm, sorry I've lost I've lost it here. They say that um that, that we have less What's the word? Come on, come on, someone help me out. <laughs> what are you it
0: about what, institutional racism? Disadvantage—that's the word. Oh, <laughs> they say correct. that
1: the BAME is uh, disadvantaged, black and diverse. Disadvantaged, black and Asian are disadvantaged because of what we're going through and this, that, and the other. And if you then were to remove the BAME uh, label, that label, then you would remove funding because you would not be seen as disadvantaged anymore. So is this a funding tactic? Not gonna get into it. I just think it's a highlight of again, it does give people more talk. And when people more talk about um, what's going on, it stirs a, a color issue again. And it's constantly backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards. Who's doing better than the other? And yet there's more discrimination above a black and white thing going out there in different communities as well. But they only highlight a black and white affair. <laughs> and that's not really today's message. Today's message is we are very diverse. There is more interrelational relationships. There are mixed-race children, if you want to call it mixed-heritage children, Um of all different ethnicities and backgrounds, and so therefore we have to consider that it's not just a black and white thing. There are people that are born into loving communities but are being destroyed because of the indifferences and the right that somebody feels they have overpowering someone. Um, The message out there is, you know, your, your kid's, kids have another world outside of your world when, when we're adults and you've got to think back of what we experienced we didn't always go back and tell our mum what was going on but nowadays if we don't break down the stigma what's happening is this more crime the kids are being killed by kids and most of those some of those children are of interracial backgrounds and have ma- white mothers or have black fathers, vice versa, however you want to put it. So it's not a black and white issue. This is mm-hmm. an issue for all because we're brought into culture. Guys, what do you feel about the things that you're hearing?
2: Lou? you go first, Adrian?
0: Yeah, yeah okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go first. Um. I think the issue of... Um, racism, with, with dual heritage children, you have to start them from very young, you know, as soon as they're talking, you have to make sure they're aware of both sides, mother and father. I Uh,
1: um, Hold on a minute. Your if you can hear or see your connection, see these wonderful messages that want to go out there. They get interrupted. Hello, he cannot hear. So so until he gets that back up. I apologise, this is reality, this is real life. We don't pretend to be anything we're not. <laughs>
2: so, okay. if,
1: if I could moot him, I would moot him. I have no idea.
0: <laughs> Maybe, can you
2: message
0: him
1: and let him know? Yeah. let let's, um
0: that's the wonders of technology isn't it (laughs) um
1: okay i yeah it is technology and this is reality isn't it we don't pretend to be be that something that we're not which is real talk real (laughs) situations and hey you know the stigma it's about the message the message at the end of the day was things to consider lou let's get to you then um what do you make of what you're hearing today? And we've not even got into it yet, but we're getting into it. Um, what do you make so well, far? Well,
2: yeah, I've, what Adrian was starting to say about um, making sure that your children know from a young age, um, if they are dual heritage, about both sides, um, they need to know. My children are dual heritage. Um, I'm not, but my children are. Um, And, you know, when we were mentioning the George Floyd situation and all that, I became really protective over my children at that point because from the black side of the culture, you know, there were sections, portions of people that were, very anti-white people, because obviously the police were white and, 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 and whatever, and, you know, calling white all these names and everything, and I'm thinking, oh, hold on a minute, my children are half-white. And so, you know, my friends, friends and, and other acquaintances, um, all these things, hurtful things coming out of their mouth, and I took that as personally being directed at my children. Because that is half. That's half of it. That's half of their makeup. You know. So I do feel that it's really important that they're aware of both sides of their uh, their heritage, their cultures, um, and yeah, it's my children now. They don't. They haven't. This generation. I don't, well, my children haven't experienced. What I experienced growing up, as we were saying earlier, about you know um, people asking questions, and where, where where when I grew up, it was very still, much skinheads and and N F and all of that. And although that's all around us still, luckily for my children, they haven't been they haven't been targeted or they haven't been sort of really um, put into that kind of situation. The schools they've been to are very multicultural. I have, and um, like you were saying about the United Colours of Benetton friends, um, my friendship circle is very much the same. Um, and I've always tried to um, embrace that and, and show to my kids that, Colour isn't an issue. It's about the person within and, you know, how that person treats you rather than what they look like. So, yeah, it's... It's it's, it's, it's a hard one because... It is a
1: hard one. I've been spat at for being with a white man. Um, I have been called a sellout for being... (laughs) with a white man. I've also... When it's funny when I'm with a black man well, my white friends seem to sort of drift off. <laughs> Sorry. Um when I'm with a personally when I'm with a okay. I talk about the experiences, about experiences, good or bad experiences. You know, I have to say that I have I've named everything thing as sweet and chocolate bars now. So I've I've said I've I've had everything basically. <laughs> I'm sorry, Claire. <laughs> I said basically what I I said is I have dated darker skinned people than myself. I have dated lighter skinned people than myself. I've dated mixed race people than myself. And the experiences that I have had is I found that sometimes within a mixed race, dating a mixed race person, I felt that sometimes they're Culture is more based on you're really English, and you don't even know how to cook chicken and rice, and so that that that's the differences. We and then you can't dance. Where is your rhythm? Um, where is your beat? Do you know what I mean? Where did you get the beat from? Did you? And then I realised that there, I will their upbringing was more country music than it was reggae or something like that. So, and then when I dated the white person, I actually married. A white person and I married a black person. I, hey, and I'm married <laughs> and I'm married <laughs> and mixed race. So I've had all the uh movie bar mass, bubbles and twigs, <laughs> all right? Um and I feel that the differences so I don't take anything personally, I realise it is the way we are brought up differently. <laughs> When I dated the white man, he was so English. My mother used to say that. she's a, She was a white woman. And she would say, he is so English. More English than I am. And she was from uh, Norfolk, you know. And he was from Suffolk. And it was just, it was from the, everything is different. It's a different world. It's, it's, it, from the music aspect, from if you're going to watch it. I felt sitting there watching a video when something black came on. He would say, "Turn that tut off." If the kind of music he was talking about, the music, turn the tut off. But that's my culture. That's my heritage. And I found that dating outside of outside dating my mum's side of things was um, not really going to be the same feeling as my mum would feel for the culture. You know, because my mum embraced loving the culture. They embraced love me, but because I was a lighter skin, they thought they it set me the way that I was and I would fit into that world. In fact, I didn't. I stood out a mile in an English, real pure English town to culture. I saw that my dad's culture side started getting whittled away. Take this away, take that away, take that away. There was no culture in Ipswich Suffolk. It started to... They started to rip anything that became from my dad's heritage away from Ipswich Town, like the Caribbean Club, the only one building there was to, to meet the needs of the black community. Um, and it just got diluted and down to nothing. Anything that opened is nothing as a struggle. It's just really bad for where we're born where we are born and raised, compared to London. London really has dual heritage and it just seemed more, everybody just gets on, the only issues they have is more or less more with the police, you know? In a sense, I'm not saying racism doesn't exist, because it does everywhere. But in the town, the, the poor little town that I was born and raised in, I feel, that the reputation of the town is failing the people because it's not supplying the needs or meeting the needs to address these things. And in are not looking at the bigger picture that it affects people's mental health, this discrimination, this um, ostracizing. and um, Everybody, you love your neighbours, your next-door neighbours, your upstairs, your downstairs, your downstairs, all the way around you. We are getting so diverse with heritage that you don't know who you're calling out nowadays.
2: Yeah.
1: Look at Mariah Carey. People will celebrate Mariah Carey until they find out she got black in her. And so it's about reputation, but it's about individuality. Well, I've got some points here that I'd like to discuss with you. Your interracial kids may have different accents, culture than you. True or false? True, it's true. Yeah. Consider this: is new territory for you both. If you've got true heritage, you then are not going to comprehend how your child in the middle actually feels about understanding a world of your lo- love language, their love language, your your uh, like maybe Christian views, like going Sunday church every every minute. Where these people won't go to church every minute to what you expect of the child. So you. You're tearing children in the middle of this sometimes. Um, you, did you feel pressure from your family about how to raise your own child, your children?
0: Um, no, not not really. But um, it was it, it was strange because uh, my my son's name is is Clinton, which um, isn't overly common. In um, in this country, but um, my, his mother's, um, family comes from Antigua, so I remember saying, "Oh, this is um, we're going to call him Clinton." And I remember my mother looked around saying, "Clinton? Oh, that's a common name," and just sort of being taken aback by that. But um, no, I mean I'm, I'm really thankful that Clinton's had the exposure of um, of like. My culture, my mum, but also his his mother and her culture and her family when he was growing up. But we never felt any pressure. We were allowed to, to raise our son how we wanted to to raise him. And I um even though me and his mum divorced, we both shared such an active role in his upbring. I'm really proud of how he's he's turned out and he's is a is a bright, intelligent young man. So um but no we didn't we didn't have external factors from the, the family in there. I think he yeah. didn't I I didn't
2: really either. Um my children's Father is Scottish, and um, my parents are from my parents are from the Caribbean. So um, although I've got a white, uh, I've got a big family. Um, so you know, Sundays when you go to mum's house and it's you, you have all the traditional, the, all the big table laid out with food and you play all the music and and that kind and they would get that little bit of snippet. There and then going to his side it would be very different you know it would be the traditional your traditional dinners your traditional roasts and sitting down and and, you know watching the telly and, and 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 doing that kind of thing but i was never directed or never said it was never said to me that you know they need to be involved in this you need to do this with them. They need to have this installed in them. Um, it was, I think, that as as uh, as a parent, you should be given the choice to bring your children up how you wish. I mean, if you have that dual heritage, then uh, like I said, as as me, I embrace both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, some people might not um, have. Access or knowledge to do that, you know, you might have a, a dual heritage child, but before that child maybe is grown up or comes into that world and that other person, the other half of the parenting is gone, you might not know anything about that culture. Mm-hmm. So then that child will be brought up maybe a bit more one sided. But I chose to make sure that I sort of Included, I think children just
1: can exist in the homes. I'm really going back to how I felt now when I'm talking to you. So I think children just exist and get on with their lives; don't see an issue. It's not till we get to this point and we look back and think, "Oh my God, did my mum or dad teach me about racism?" Not really, because it was like the norm. It was already you were born in you were born into it, and 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 like as you said, seeing names of. Names, horrible names written or spray canned all over the doors, and no blacks, no dogs, no Irish. You thought, ah, why not the Irish? They're white. What's the problem? And I never understood that concept of why the skin of them it, it looks white to me. But because they got a, 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 a what, they're Irish, they got called Irish, what, so that's an accent. So, um, again, why the stigma? Why? That's when I never understood that's when i could break down what racism really was about control because if you if you look at the irish i know we, we, we're we talking about the community we get it but we're not we're talking about name tags we're talking about labels aren't we everything is about a label right we're not seeing humanity for what it really is humans with our own individual identity and um so when you're looking at what's what what was wrong with the irish what 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 why would you outcast irish you've only got to let that a housing policy uh look at their their little pie chart and and it's still saying pretty much the same message what is carried out to uh, what was carried out years ago and that's reflected within the housing within the system within the care homes and everything else so Children's homes I'm talking about and the social services, there's a big issue. Look at how many mixed-race kids must have fell to the children's system, to the social services to be adopted out or fostered out back in the 70s because it would be unaccepted. You would have found out you went with another race. How many children out there? I barely made it out of that, you know, out there, going through that, lost their parents because they had to be separated because of the colour of their skin. I never understand. Do you understand the concept? Maybe one of you guys could enlighten me on this because I'm asking and I'm posing the question because I need the understanding of it. If, If it's a black and white thing, then why is white people outcasted with the Irish, outcasting Irish? Please, somebody explain that.
0: Uh, basically, it's, it is about control. Um, it, it goes back to the fact that the, the historical conflict between Britain and, and, and Northern Ireland um, as a way to try and... Um, Britain does some pretty awful things in the country in the past. You had the potato famine where where, where millions of people have died. Um, so it was about about control. Um, also, when someone is trying to justify doing bad things to another human being they try to dehumanize them they try to break them down that's where the uh, the awful stereotypes came in um saying that uh, uh, yeah it, it, the way they were, um irish were portrayed as a, a caricature rather than the real people that they they are um, and so it, it was that's where a lot of it came from so it's about the control breaking down dehumanizing uh when it is i mean I, i've been fortunate enough to, to go over there it's a beautiful country with wonderful people um, but that was, it was part of, um, part of control. It's the basic, it's a very complex and very long situation. But the short of it is, it was about the control and dehumanization.
1: But it's a clear message, isn't it? of this Segregation and discrimination. Um, and, and the amount of times that I used to see the people move on, move on. And that's how I actually felt. Felt oh my god they've been treated nothing like, like 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 my heritage has been treated. Get out, get out, your vermin, get out. Those things that we can see, we we feel our eyes when they come, to, when when they travel down into the parks, etc. There's a whole page full of hate, and it's they should go back to where they come from, and I'm I'll be the first to sort of do you know how that tone. To, to say, go back to where you come from. I come from my mama's belly, you know. She just so happened to be in England, but if she was in Jamaica, uh, pfft, we're talking about heritage then, aren't we? We're talking about, we're talking about what are you talking about? Because DNA is one thing, and I think it's claim to rights and ownership of what sides you should pick. And I think when you're born into this diversity now,
0: you're the. I, do you I feel that you have
1: the bridge gap it,
0: uh, uh, to bridge the gap? I think there's still the. But the thing is that there is still a, a stigma which is put upon us. As, as black and brown people, um, we are still always seeing this, no, no matter how many generations. I mean, I, my mum was English, but my, my father was, was um, come from Jamaica. But the amount of times I've been told to to go back. To where you've come from and uh, it's something that we face all also the, the question as i said earlier on um about like oh where are you from no where are you really from mm-hmm. and there's something there and uh, my my son's had that as, as well you you do there is that assumption that um we are seen as foreign and not quite british enough um that's just part of it
1: what would you like to be identified as
0: yeah, I, I I like wearing lots of hats. I like being lots of people. I'm I'm proud of being dual heritage. Uh, I'm proud of being British. I was born in this is my country. I was born here. Mm. I'm also very proud to be part of the, the black community. I I see that. But there's there's so much more of that which which I am. I'm, I'm so many different layers of things which make me as Glenn a human being. So um I like being complex. <laughs> to be a while to get comfortable in that.
2: So, so, Louise, what would you feel like to be identified as? I think I kind of go along the same lines as, as, as what Glenn's saying, because that question, go back to where you come from. Well, I was, yeah, Ballum. You want me to go back to Ballum, because, you know, that's where I come from, you know, the <laughs> hospital there. And then, you see, you've got the black side of it, and I, I am British, and my children, and... It's just like you say, there's so many different layers, so many different categories that you could fit into. Yeah. Um, So I like being, I don't think there's one pot that I sit in either.
1: I think behind closed walls, uh, where we are now, I'm meeting you, you could be a stranger to me. I don't care if you're white, I don't care if you're black, I don't care if you're brown, mixed race. I'm not really interested in the color of your skin. I'm interested in your intellect, conversation. I'm interested in what you're doing for the community. I'm interested in how your mannerism is and what you, how you reflect and how you play a part in my life, vice versa. I'm, I, I'm, I'm looking at when we pick up people with that crumbling mental health and in crisis, and we ask, pose the question, listen to them. A lot of that is not being accepted, and that doesn't care about the colour of your skin. Menomath doesn't give a damn about the colour of your skin. Do you know what I mean? Depression. It doesn't care about the colour of your skin. What's creating the depression is people not understanding, and they are in fear of of, of certain aspects of people's lives and languages, um, and mannerisms, and, the breakdown of conversation isn't there for understanding. So we're sending these young kids now into the schools and there they are playing away, not a care in the world. And so behind closed doors, isn't it the adults that are gonna be teaching these youngsters and should be teaching these youngsters. We've asked racism, I hate the word racism because it actually doesn't define what that naughty issue was, what that person done. Do you see what I'm saying? It's too easy. to to say, oh, you're racist. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: When you have to prove injustices and harassment and discrimination, you have to prove what racism is. You can't just say it. You can't just say it. It has to be an act. And what is the act that defines someone from being a racist? Glenn, over to you. That's your question.
0: What I find frustrating more than anything is um, we face racism our whole lives and racism has been around for a very long time and I found that when we had the, the protests after George Floyd, we seemed to be making a little bit of headway, seemed to be getting forward and I felt that perhaps this was a turning point and that we can move forward into not having a conversation as to if racism exists but how we can address it, what we can do but unfortunately, it still seems that we're having to have this argument of the well, does racism really exist? When we know it does, we face it. But there's still certain people in power, certain people in certain positions who like to say that everything is fine, everything's perfect, and it's not an issue. It's not. But that's that's not we face. So that's that's one of my major frustrations. That um, it, it kind of gets it, it gets me down a bit when I look at that. And I mean, that's I'm, I'm quite. Um, I speak a lot about what I've faced and uh, I've been really fortunate to be given some platforms for that I've, um, I've spoken on radio and I've, um, I've written articles in the paper and each time I do that um, I get abusive emails um, I get messages What's, and what, sent- From who? Um, from
1: what, not, not naming the person but what colour uh, skin from, tone
0: uh, Well uh, from, uh, from white members of the public saying that I have a chip on my shoulder um, once again, questioning my, my blackness. Um, one person referring to all black people as um, as scum of the earth, and um, that we deserve what, what we face. And yeah, just I just have stuff stuff like that. I, I, I get those those coming through the messages, and it's tiring. Like my my mum said to me because I, I got quite when I received I got quite upset, and my mum was like, why do you put yourself forward? Why do you do that? And it's like. I feel I have a responsibility. I have a a chance to speak up. And if by me taking some flack raises the issue in the people's minds and we get a chance to move forward then that's that's my cross to bear and I I will do that. But it's is, it's is frustrating that um it it does weigh you down a little bit.
1: It does weigh you down a lot <laughs> if you allow yeah. it. And you're you're right. you you know this is one of the reasons why I'm grateful that you're here raising and talking about this. Many people will switch off. Many people won't. But if you want to protect your children, then you need to be on on our side as far as raising awareness with us because, you know, it's the kids that are going behind closed doors. I'm one of those kids, okay? 13 years old, I, I, I tried to commit my end my life by committing suicide, plotting with the school children to how to commit suicide with them too. Okay? 13. And that's because I carried a lot of baggage and a lot of BS around with me uh, with discrimination. And that word wasn't even used then. Okay? That word was not used back in um, I mean, discrimination. That word wasn't used then. It's educational now to us in the 2021s. But in the 1970s, that word was not used, it was racist, and that's it, wasn't it, and it was NF, and then it was people boxed in like KKK and skinhead this and skinhead that, and it was, we knew what that meant, the titles, what it was for, but honest, the feeling of Being outcasted, left, right and centre, when you are a mixed race, you're not good enough to be. And that's how it feels. I'm not saying it's the way it is now in my life, although uh, people's behaviour can demonstrate it feels very similar. Um, You're not good enough to be into the black community when someone's angry at you. And you ain't good enough to be in the white community when someone's angry at you. And on I, I, yeah, and I and I
0: completely agree.
1: And I think it's when you're when they're angry. And I think and I have to say I've done it myself. When I've been angry at someone, you've to name call because it will. It's just a a weapon, isn't it? It's a complete weapon. One minute they were your friends. You'd sit around the table eating their food, sharing, laugh and joking. But at the same time, in your head, when things don't go right, it's almost like you got to really destroy that person when things don't go right and that's when you use the color of the skin and your life you look at your life and um you you, you can't believe how somebody could even move forward you that's why they use the terminology you don't deserve to be where you are and i've had it so many times even in 2021 by people's actions they demonstrate because they don't like change they don't like to see growth i, I and sometimes you have to come into your own self-esteem because people that are not confident or understand the meaning of individuality will destroy someone by the indifferences.
0: Um, no, I mean, just going back to the point you made about um, being stuck in the middle and not not feeling that you fit in either camp. no, I, I completely agree with you on that. I, I spent a lot of my life feeling that... Um, yeah, you're the only brown face amongst a whole lot of white people. And then when you're with a whole lot of black people, you're the palest person there. And, yeah, I, I felt like I, I didn't fit in either camp as such. And, uh, yeah, you, you do. There were times where I felt isolated, where I felt that no one understood me because there wasn't that many people like me to look up to and to get advice from and, and, to, and to speak to about these, these feelings I was having. But it was only when I got older when I started to appreciate my individuality and as I said earlier on, I like being complex, and we are all complex individuals. And as that understanding came down in life, but when I was a child, there, there were times when it was hard. And um, my hope is that with much more dual heritage people being around, that the, the younger generations have those people they can go to for advice. They, they're not feeling so isolated. But yeah, it was it was definitely more difficult when we were when we were growing up.
1: I think they don't when they do the statistics. They, they um <laughs> they literally, literally box not giving a chance to explore that middle ground and I think having the middle ground there's so many mixed race kids out there that we have to change this love, this love this hate love language, that's not even a love Well, it is for them in it, love and war um, we have to change this language that's being put out there because it's, it's, it's these children are going to suffer um if I always say that if you're you're in fear of the something you don't know or you don't know the culture, then um, then then say hello to someone, speak to them, um, etc. and explore. But I have to say, I have to say that even in my own complexion, if somebody is really, really, really darker than myself, does it make a difference to me? It's about somebody's time that they're given where what I notice in in where I'm from is Suffolk that there isn't that many black people there isn't that many black people compared to London and so where I'm also from is that when I'm with my partner who's much darker than myself that's when I notice the difference I feel the difference but it doesn't mean that someone is hating on us they're probably looking oh look at them they stand at a mile That's when I feel it. Sometimes, and I'll be honest, my thought process is is what to say, you stay at home while I go for that interview because if you come at that interview, they're not going to give me the job, you know, because you really are highlighting the colour of our skin. That's been my thought process uh, in past years. Do you know what I mean? Having someone show up because, and that's where they say that we have privilege. We've got privilege. And that's where we're hated on as well we don't have privilege, we've got common sense. (laughs) Know how to play the game, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I hate, you know. um, No, I think, on the serious side, it's horrible being name-called and mistreated as if you're scum, as if you don't deserve to be here. But we do. We all do no matter what color, shade of our skin. It doesn't matter on the color shade of our skin. If somebody needs a donor, you're not gonna ask what color their skin is first before you have it, are you? Um, I think we've got a duty of care actually, being, being born into this lovely cultural differences is a duty of care to bridge that gap and bring people together to, to the understanding of we all bleed the same. You know we can all help one another, you know through situations with the education we all learn so much, and we all contain education up here and it's about passing on the knowledge but we how are we gonna how are we ever gonna break the sigma of it's okay to be different? It's okay to be unique it's okay to stand out to stand up for the right things and the right reasons. It's okay, but I dread. Well, my little granddaughter, she's almost the same colour as myself, um, Sang that song, Brown Skin Girl. I didn't know, I've never heard the song before, but when she was singing, I said, oh, why are you singing that song? She said, because the colour of my skin is beautiful, and you should embrace it. And, and, and that's a child saying that, having to teach his child at a young age. And they feel it. They feel it because it is the parents or the media teaching it to your children. So I would say be mindful of the things that you put into your children's mind. Teach them well. Guys, have your say. I have a whole list of things to go through, but you know what? It was it it was Things to consider when you've got... I'll just run through them briefly. Things to consider when talking about interracial community. If you're planning on having mixed race kids or interracial kids. This is something I picked up online. Your interracial kids may have a different colour accent culture than you. You consider this as new territory for both you and uh, your partner if you're of different backgrounds. Your interracial kids may adopt one identity over another. Very mindful because some children... Will want to fit in somewhere along the line where it's, there's no, nothing going on, no racism, no horrible stuff. They just picked up great friends, but then they're torn, you see? Um, you need to go with the times. Your interracial kids are going to take on some aspects of your culture, but not all. Just you, as you probably did growing up and then going on to have your own family. Adapt to the country you're living in. Expect that your interracial kids will question, even doubt, or be ashamed of certain culture practices. The um,
2: so the adapt to the country you're living in.
1: Yeah, because you remember right. when people okay, here's a classic case. I had a court incident where fathers or, or mother is uh, trying to fight for their child, but because they're from a different country, they didn't know some of the English rules over here of what not to do and what to do, particularly when they're of black black heritage. um, In certain countries, they would smack their children. But over here, one smack has led them, after so many years of being a parent, has led them to have their children they can't even see their children because of one smack. And again, that nearly happened to me because I, I smacked my children at the very beginning of my... Um, when I was a mother very years ago, I smacked my children uh, because that's what my father had taught us. In fact, my father used instruments on us. And and a lot of the black community would say the same, that they were beaten. They were reprimanded really badly, Um. If they were put out of place and that was to keep in check if if it was to keep in check because there was more at stake uh, back in the day if uh, and I have to go way back in the day um, and I'm not going to mention the word, but go back in the day when people would beat people with instruments it was man woman child didn't matter it was to get the job done and that was that there would be consequences if and reputation if um on the line if your child was misbehaving out in the public arena and and that's where some of this culture differences about the discipline came into to it um it it's been diluted now um because even the schools here in the UK implemented discipline with uh instruments there was a the cane there was a uh, the ruler and the chalkboard there was even hands there was physical, actual abuse going on in the schools that I witnessed in the 70s um, and 80s. And so therefore, this is where we're now gonna break down all of this. You can't put your hands on kids. You can't put your hands on people because you just like them or because you're uneducated around this arena. So education is key. No physical violence, no naming and shaming, no belittling, and, and, and we'll be all right, won't we?
2: Okay. oh no yeah so you would say it was um cause what was the statement you made about being in ad- 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 adhere to the country that you're yeah it said adapt to the country that you're in um, you're in but that only would go as far as those kind of things i I still feel that you know, if you are living in another country, you can still embrace your culture. Yes. Your culture. Like, you shouldn't have to say, well, I don't live there anymore, so that we're not going to eat like that. We're not going to dress like that. We're not going to carry on those traditional things. That I get where you're saying, you know, the the, the law-abiding things, mm. yeah. But as for your culture and as that, you should be able to continue that freely anywhere because that's what you are, that's who you are.
1: I think if we're going to break down this, this uh, discrimination um, and race wars, uh, I I feel that rules are rules and if you break the rules, then you're breaking the law, right? Which is no discrimination. So how do you teach and re-educate people if they're discriminating or not, because sometimes people could just roll off their tongue; they don't really mean it. But for years they've been indoctrinated in how words are put out there, and so they don't really, really mean it. What they say, or do they? Because, like I said before, the it's hate hard, only comes it's
2: better, out, isn't it? Once you said it, you said it. You have, and it's directed. It's directed to. It's already made that indent like you know people have said things to me before like, oh i'm really sorry i didn't mean it if you didn't mean it why did you say it mm. like yeah. i don't know there's, there's got to be some control over what you say and what you don't say
0: i think that um yeah i think you're right i think actions actions have consequences um everything uh from someone uh making a horrible statement and then um doing physical harm to you has an impact but also sometimes these things have impacts on the family around it as well so it's a, it's a consequence to everything and i think that um yes yeah, sometimes he, these actions you can you can tell there's, there's a difference between um friends having a conversation and light hearted banter or perhaps someone if someone says something goes too far you can say look mate you kind of offended me with that, and if a friend would be like, "Yeah, yeah, you're right," so I put my hands up, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. But you can tell when it's when it's coming from an area of hate, when someone is directing that at you with with hate and venom. Yeah, you can tell that. You can you can tell what that is.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's a challenge within oneself, really, whether or not you're going to react, because every action gives a reaction. It's how you react to them, will you lower your standards? Uh, Would you degrade yourself into going into that uh, aggression mode and fighting for that, listen, you know, point of view? Because what you do find is, even if you have a right to defend yourself, there are better ways of defending yourself than the physical violence of it. And what you do find is, generally, and this has happened to me, uh, when you are speaking out and you are of a different national or colour, should I say, that it's definitely difficult to get your voice heard. Um, And life, again, can be lost through the ignorance of not recognising that a human is a human that needs help.